the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The John Steigerwald Show. Sponsored by ServiceMaster of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Portions of today's program may be pre-recorded. I should have known. I've been asking for a long time. Uh, how any man could uh, vote for a Democrat, and not necessarily because of Hillary Clinton or Nancy Pelosi, Kamala Harris, you know, all being women, although I would think having to look at Hillary Clinton for four years would scare any man away. It sure scared me. It still does. But it's because of people like Adam Schiff and Chuck Schumer and Dr. Rachel Levine and all the transgender insanity that the other Democrats are out there selling. It all just seems... Uh, kind of girly to me, and I hope that uh, doesn't make me a bad person. I actually saw just a minute ago uh, a story, uh, we'll have it maybe at the end of the show, about the University of Kansas. Uh, They have a course, an official course called uh, Angry White Males. So um, that's that's what you have going on. And you know they're Democrats. You know they're Democrats. But anyway, I I found out that someone did a study, and it may explain a lot. The guy's name is Paul Zak. And it's a real scientific study, and it says that testosterone administration induces a red shift in Democrats. Here's what it says, quote, We tested the fixity, it's a new word for me, fixity, F-I-X-I-T-Y. But anyway, we tested the fixity of political preferences of 136 healthy males during the 2011 presidential election season by administrating testosterone or placebo to participants who had identified the strength of their political affiliation. Before the testosterone treatment, we found that weakly affiliated Democrats were 19% higher, they had 19% higher basal testosterone than those who identified strongly with the party. So weakly had higher testosterone than the people who were strongly uh, in favor of the Democrats. When weakly affiliated Democrats received additional testosterone, the strength of their party fell by 12%, and they reported 45% warmer feelings toward Republican candidates for president, unquote. I rest my case. Men need to man up and abandon the Democrat Party immediately. Uh, Anyway, when we come back, I'll be talking to a man who knows all about being in Afghanistan. He was there right up until the withdrawal, which, as I'm sure you know, was one year ago today. And he's from Moon Township. He's also going to tell you some amazing things about human trafficking, which which he's been fighting all over the world. Stick around. When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero... Right now, get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsarustpittsburgh.com. You've tried the rest, now try the best. windowsarustpittsburgh.com. Windows If we don't have a base in the black and Latino community, we can't branch out. You've got to have a strategy, and that's at least my strategy. From executive producer Larry Elder. The first conscious act in organizing our people is to let them know who they are. Comes the highly anticipated film from director Justin Malone. If you think you're an American... 
you will fight to protect the interests of capitalist America. An eye-opening expose on the demoralization of America. If you know you ain't no American, you'll fight to destroy every aspect of American capitalism. The rioting, burning, and looting began. And there's no police presence down here. Watch the film that is waking people up. A cinematic page-turner. Mind-blowing. Excellent. Eye-opening. A masterpiece. A sequel that stands on its own. Uncle Tom Part 2, An American Odyssey. Pre-order today on Salem Now. People do some pretty cool things in their 40s and 50s. Why should saving for retirement be any different? I mean, they go back to college. Learn new instruments. Start skateboarding. Okay, maybe that one's not for everybody, but saving for retirement is. With aceyourretirement.org, you can get on track with your retirement savings no matter your age. Just have a three-minute chat with Avo, the friendly digital retirement coach from AARP. You'll get personalized recommendations based on your input that are easy to understand and work with your lifestyle. It's quick, easy, and free. Plus, it's sponsored by AARP, so you know they got your back. Gnarly move, Dad. Thanks, sweetie. So wherever you are in your retirement savings journey, head to aceyourretirement.org and start chatting with Avo today. That's aceyourretirement.org. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. Today, the majority of children have already been exposed to pornography by age 11. Even though most of this is accidental, this exposure can have disastrous consequences for their mental health and future well-being. If you want to protect your child and set them up to have healthy relationships, you need Canopy. Canopy is the most effective technology on the planet for blocking pornography. Canopy's app uses artificial intelligence to identify and filter explicit content on every website. It can do this in milliseconds and is 99.9% accurate. While other apps block entire pages, Canopy is the only tool that filters within websites, plucking out explicit images and videos before they appear. Its image scanning technology also prevents users from taking and sending sexts. The Internet is awash in pornography, but your kids don't have to see it. Head on over to canopy.us forward slash protect to start your 30-day free trial. Enter the promo code PROTECT and get 15% off the regular price for life. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, one year ago today, the Taliban overran Kabul and ran the United States out of Afghanistan. That was really bad news for lots of people who were abandoned there. Joe Sweeney is from Moon Township. He's the founder of a servo, an organization that uh, the servo project, I should say, an organization that fights human trafficking around the world. He was there in Afghanistan, and Joe joins us now. Joe, thanks for coming on. Well, hey, John, thanks for having me. Always good to talk. Yeah. So, when were you evacuated out of Afghanistan last year? Yeah, it started, I believe, on the fourteenth when we got the final call. That we were going to be evacuated out of our camp uh, and airlifted to the airport, and then it subsequently took about four days till I finally got back to the U.S. So it was not one year ago today; it was later than the fifteenth. Well, we started. Yeah, it started on the fifteenth. I think we evacuated our camp on the fourteenth. Oh, okay. And uh, I, I yeah. you, you were here in the studio talking about it not long after that, and. Um, it was pretty harrowing uh, situation there. Where you, I think you described how you were waiting around to find out if you had a seat on a plane. Yeah, that was at the airport. Yeah, we when we finally got to the airport, it was pretty confusing. Uh, mass chaos is probably a better description. And there was there was a few of us that were still not manifested uh, on the evacuation because we were going to stay an extra few weeks to. Uh, to continue doing some work on our camp uh, before the evac. But literally, uh, I think it was the 14th and 15th, it just all changed. There was an emergency evacuation, and uh, a few of us kind of got left out to hang. So we were able to finally find uh, somebody that could could find us a ride on one of them C-17s. So uh, you were surprised that it happened that quickly? And is that kind of a sign of what a disastrous evacuation it was? Oh, yeah. I had just returned. You know, my rotations run three to four months there. I've been there three and a half years. And when I went back a few weeks earlier, I mean, I was scheduled to be there till December. There was it was work as usual. There was no indication that we were leaving at all. And what had you been doing there, Joe? 
I work in the in the uh, in a training component of anti-terrorism uh, as a security contractor, and we train their forces and equip them and, and prepare them for the difficulties they have. And this is all over the world. This program, many countries. Uh, I happen to be over there for the last three and a half years. And you deal with explosives. Yeah, well, I work in the explosive countermeasure section, uh, explosive breaching, and I also support the tactical operations side uh, in. Uh, critical response training, and also hostage rescue. Now, was there a point when you were wondering if you were going to get out safely? Well, <laughs> well, safely, I don't know. I mean, when we were at the airport, you know, of course, the fall happened on that Sunday, and the Taliban actually attacked the south end of the airport while we were there. That's that where the Sunday 13 evening. guys were killed? 13 uh, people were killed? Well, that was after. No, that, no, when the Taliban attacked the south end of the runway, uh, it, it really come up to the perimeter, and there was a force there at the airport to, to stop them and, and oh, push okay. them back. So those 13 servicemen and women were killed a couple of weeks later uh, outside Abigail when, uh, as you can remember, the time when press was reporting, it was mass chaos outside of the airport mm-hmm. with tens of thousands of people trying to escape because uh, of what they knew awaited them with Taliban control. That's when they were uh, hang- trying to hang on to the airplane as it was taking off? Yeah, yeah. Well, that was actually a day, a day and a half after I left, is when that photo was taken, uh, because of the because of the panic. I mean, these people lived under Taliban rule twenty some years ago. They mm-hmm. knew what to expect uh, when when this all occurred. So, you know, that that particular news clip actually shows you the desperation of the Afghan people then, and even more so now. Yeah, that's what I wanted to get to uh, with you, um, because when we talked to you last year, it was uh, I guess we talked to you probably in September. It was, it was you know a few weeks after you got back. Um, right. Uh, when we talked, um, you were still hearing from people that you had worked with over there who, who had been promised a safe exit uh, in return for the work they did for the United States. How many never got out, and what has happened to them as far as you know? Well, there's thousands of them never got out, and there's still thousands of them, if not tens of thousands, still there. Uh, in our particular uh, area where we worked, we still have over 600 uh, members who worked with us and their families still stuck there with no recourse to get out. Um, they didn't qualify for the special immigrant visa program. Uh, there's been some confusion of why that's the case, but uh, it's been determined they don't. So we've still been assisting with document preparation and trying to get them out on what they call P1 or P2s. Uh, Very slow process, but also now the Taliban is just not letting anybody leave uh, without extensive scrutiny on who they are, where they worked, who they were aligned with. Uh, And it's just a very dangerous situation to even attempt it if if there's any... uh, any information that they think that they could be found out as working with and in conjunction with the U.S. government or the central government of Afghanistan. So uh, people here in the U.S. are familiar with uh, red tape bureaucracy. If, you know, try, if you're trying to get a, a, uh, a passport um, renewed or something like that and you run into some delays or whatever, this is life and death. Uh, they, they, they were dealing with bureaucracy that would just left them hanging. Right. Oh, that's that's correct. We we actually at one point had some access for them to get passports for their family, but uh, that was short short lived. After about six months now, and even just recently in the past few few weeks, we've gotten information where no translation services are being provided, no legal documents are able to be processed, no passports can be filed for family members who never had them. And you, and you got to remember, there's an expense with these passports, right? I mean, and these people don't have that money, you know. I yeah. mean, right now, I mean, they're they're in a, they're in a spot of not only desperation, but but even more so in the fight to survive. They don't have money for food, for, for housing is even is even questionable depending where they're at. Uh, I read a report yesterday, a report to come out said. They estimate 95% of the Afghan people are at poverty or below the poverty levels since the Taliban took over. I'm guessing that... And ta- we know that personally because... Go, go ahead. ahead. No, you go ahead. Uh, no, I was going to say, we know that personally because we're still trying to assist hundreds of people in their families who we worked with. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, spe- we're still speaking to them. That day you and I spoke a couple of weeks after I was back, 
nothing has changed except we've been working seven days a week. Uh, there's a, just a bunch of volunteers uh, who were there that we all work together, and we're trying to help these folks to survive till there's a pathway out. Uh, we owe it to them. And, and this was – we weren't – you know, we weren't obliged to do this. We we made an oath with these people. These people worked with us for the past 15, 20 years, some of them, you know, and, and we just left them there. And we're not going to stop until we can do everything we can for them. And that includes safe housing. We try to get money for food. You know, we're out there trying to raise a few dollars, you know, so, so they have these things just to survive. But wait a minute, and we're talking to Joe Sweeney. He's the founder uh, of uh, the uh, Servo Project, and we'll get to more about that uh, later. He's going to be on in our second half hour, too, talk about the human trafficking part of this. Um, But why are you just uh, Joe Sweeney from Moon Township helping them? And that's not your job. Uh, How much help are they getting from people in the Biden administration or whoever it is? Uh, who's supposed to be helping them with this? Who should be helping them, by the way? Yeah, yeah John, there, there's no help. Uh, once we pulled out, after after the, the A-2nd Airborne and the military pulled out, I believe it was the 30th or 31st of August, toward the end of the month, there's been there's been next to no support for the people left there. Um, there's probably been some one-off, one-off missions, one-off uh, projects to pull some of the remaining Americans out that were there. I, I believe there was 800 Americans still there uh, after the end of August. Um, but as far as the Afghan partners that, that didn't qualify for some of the uh, the bureaucracy, I guess, and some of these special immigrant visas, th- there's been absolutely no help. All the help's been coming from international aid and other non-government humanitarian uh, organizations that are trying to assist. And who are these uh, who are these people, and um, what kind of promises were made to them? Were they guaranteed, listen, don't worry about it. If the Taliban takes over, they're not going to hurt you. We'll have you out of here. Were they guaranteed that? No, they, they were They were guaranteed this um, long before this happened. I mean, the, the arrangement was um, anybody working with us in a, in a, in a, in a you know, particular fashion, was promised a visa after so many years of working with us. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the some of the Afghan, what we'll call paramilitary and law enforcement groups, they worked with us, uh, but unfortunately, due to some requirement, they didn't qualify, according to our government, as SIVs to get a special immigrant visa. Our interpreters have, and some other folks have, but the majority of the guys that we worked with did not. Uh, we have gotten some of our interpreters out. We've gotten uh, some other folks and their families who, who are associated with the interpretation and some of the life cycle stuff they did on our camp, but it's been very few. It's uh, it's been one-offs and uh, it, it's it's just a everyday fight to to try to get one more person out, one more family out, and uh, that's where we're at. And uh, we're talking about someone not getting out, maybe on a technicality and then having to sit somewhere and wonder when the Taliban's going to show up and ask them why they worked with you guys? Oh, that's exactly right. We've already had some of our guys picked up and beaten. Um, fortunately, you know, they were let go. Um, you know, there is some talk and there's some, some information coming out now that, they're, that the administration and the State Department are going to try to ease some of the document filings for some of these folks. Let's hope that that's true. Let's hope they start to look past the, the rules and regs and just identify these folks as who they were, uh, our, our partners who were 100% committed to working with us. Uh, so that was a little bit of good news about a week ago. Uh, but as for right now, that you, you, your statement is correct. We are trying to keep them safe. We're trying to keep them fed, and we're trying to keep them alive. Now, um, when they when they were um, told that they would be – when they, when they were when they were recruited to work with you guys, um, was have, getting a visa at the end of it the the main reason why they were willing to do it because that was going to get them out of Afghanistan and maybe get them living in the United States in Iraq with a, a civilized people. Uh, not not the law enforcement agencies. No, um, I don't know what their their promise was to them. Mm-hmm. They partnered with us because they love their country and they wanted to make their country peaceful again, because okay. this fight has been continuing even mm-hmm. since we've been there. 
and, and there was a lot, lot of strides made. I mean, the women of Afghanistan were allowed to go to school. They were holding offices in local and central government. They were getting hired on the police forces uh, in some of the commando units. It was about better in their country. They didn't do it just to, to get a visa. Um, unfortunately, they fell, in, they fell between the cracks on the rules on, on what was promised to other Afghans who had full-time jobs with the U.S. government or the central government. These folks of ours, unfortunately, fell in the middle somewhere, and there was really not a plan of how we were going to handle that. If we had just left the contingent force that was there and an exit strategy was produced on what we're going to do and who we're going to help and how we're going to help them, this all could have been avoided. You know, the, the chaotic knee-jerk reaction of, okay, now we're leaving, that's why we're having this conversation a year later. Well, uh, the next time that the United States decides to go in and occupy a country, uh, we, aren't, we haven't reached that point in Ukraine yet. Uh, I don't know if that's headed that way. Probably not. But um, why would anybody, any citizen of that country, feel uh, safe in um, committing to helping the United States ever again? Well, I, I think— I think they'd certainly have their questions about it, John. Uh, that's been the narrative since we left, is how, how our credibility has also suffered here. You know, we come in with promises, and then, you know, politics sort of, at the end of the day, trumps, you know, whatever, whatever actual um, operation that should take place with the safety and security of not only the people we're working with, but also for our people, you know, and, and the Americans that were there. Um, that's a question I'm not sure we'll ever get an answer from, and I certainly can see other countries asking, you know, and questioning if we can be trusted or not because of our actions in Afghanistan. Now, you know, and everybody knows now how much uh, equipment and uh, everything that was left behind, billions and billions of dollars worth of uh, um, equipment that was left there. If we ever had to go back in there again uh, with a, some any kind of a force, how much different would it be if you found out you had to go back into Afghanistan now, knowing what they have with, that they didn't have when you before you left? Well, it's certainly a difference of when they first went in. I, I don't have a list of the equipment that was left there. A lot of it was machinery and vehicles, besides arms, of course. But you know, United States military—if they wanted to go back in, they would—they would certainly prepare for it. And, and I think they'd be very successful with it. Um, but it doesn't help the things that were left there. doesn't help the Afghan people right now who are really feeling the brunt of now the arms and the vehicles and all the other things that were left there uh, as they're searching for these people who were allied with the U.S. or the central government. That, that's the problem right now is they're armed with a lot of small arms, and they just increased that capacity. It's amazing. You think about everything that, uh, that the average American has done in the last year, uh, and think about having, instead of what you did for the last year, having spent all that time hoping that the Taliban didn't knock on your door and come for you and your kids. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, and we, we had incidents when we were there. I mean, Taliban was still looking for these people. They just didn't have the uh, they didn't have the support now that they have. Right? They just they just are kind of running running rampant. I mean, and it shows. I mean, they're they're a terrorist organization. They're not a governing organization. I mean. The entire country is unstabilized. You know, they can't, they have an economic collapse. Uh, there's food shortages and acute hunger. You know, there's been documented cases and reports about Afghan families selling their children in order to get money to survive. Um, they don't have a government now. The infrastructure is collapsing. And there's also fighting going on. There are insurgents now, resistance forces, um, who are currently fighting in different parts of the country, pushing back against, against the Taliban. Uh, you don't hear much about that, but, but the people have, have rallied around uh, their different provinces, and they are starting to fight back and push them back. Hey, we're going to talk to uh, Joe Sweeney about human trafficking. He's got some amazing stories, and he's trying. He's fighting against it all over the world. We'll do that when we come back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis on Sunday denounced the FBI for its search of 
former President Trump's Mar-a-Lago property. This happened during a rally in support of two Republican nominees in Arizona. More from Bernie Bennett. Governor DeSantis spoke for roughly 45 minutes in support of Republican Senate nominee Blake Masters and GOP gubernatorial nominee Carrie Lake, both of whom were endorsed by Mr. Trump before their primaries during an event hosted by conservative group Turning Point Action. DeSantis said these agencies have now been weaponized to be used against people that the government doesn't like, drawing a comparison to the FBI's investigation of Hillary Clinton's private email server. The FBI searched the Mar-a-Lago estate last week in connection with its investigation into whether the former president unlawfully concealed or removed public records or obstructed an investigation. Bernie Bennett reporting. This is SRN News. If you're considering protecting your retirement with gold or silver, listen up. Mark Davis here. One company I trust for this, Advantage Gold, the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. They've won the best of TrustLink award four years in a row because they really educate their clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. Call 800-900-8000. Talk to one of their experts. They can send you a free gold kit along with a free copy of the Wall Street Journal national bestseller, The Great Devaluation. Number again, 800-900-8000. Don't wait any longer. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value, all from Advantage Gold. 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Call Advantage Gold today. 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. AM 1250, The Answer. Do you love to cook or have a favorite recipe that's a winner? Then you need to enter your favorite recipe sweepstakes to submit that delicious recipe. The winning submission will receive a $1,000 Williams Saloma shopping spree. Increase your chances of winning by entering once per day and completing bonus entry options. So start cooking. Submit your favorite recipe today online. AM1250theanswer.com. Whose rulebook do you want to play by, the government's or your own? This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Without a proper estate plan, many families end up playing by the government's rulebook and losing a lot of what they'd intended to leave to their families. That's why Abernathy and Hagerman presents free, ongoing estate planning workshops with attorney Dan Reimer to help you protect what's yours and make sure the government plays by your rules. The next one's happening soon. For details and to attend, visit a-h.law. Dan owed an unbelievable amount of money to the IRS. I got behind on my taxes. It's a horrible feeling. He was in denial. And when I got those letters from the IRS, he wanted to act like they didn't exist. Finally, Dan turned to Optima Tax Relief, the leading tax resolution firm. A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau, they've resolved over $1 billion for their clients. Optima got me a settlement with the IRS. These people are really people-friendly. It was every bit of a new lease on life for me. The fast action and the great results made Dan's head spin. I felt like I was in a dream, but it's real, and I have paperwork to prove it. They got the job done, and life is good. For tax help you can trust, call Optima now for a free consultation. If you're worried about what's going to happen with the IRS, stop worrying. Make the call now. Call 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. Optima Tax Relief. Testimonial from an actual client. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP, Pittsburgh, a division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Look out for some delays on the Parkway North now. Looking pretty backed up from Reedsdale Street down to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Inbound Crosstown Boulevard, Veterans Bridge to Liberty Bridge. Air delay about 12 minutes there. Outbound 28 Heavy Route 8 to Delafield Avenue. Solid Parkway East outbound. Glenwood up to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Inbound Heavy County Jail to the Fort Pitt Bridge. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. Partly cloudy skies expected for tonight with a passing shower. We'll see a nighttime low of 62. A few showers tomorrow morning, otherwise variable cloudiness. There can be a rumble of thunder as well. We'll reach a high of 72. Mainly clear skies tomorrow night with a low of 60. Times of clouds and sun for Wednesday with a shower. Wednesday will reach a high of 74. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. 
This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. We're back with Joe Sweeney of Moon Township. Uh, he's the founder of the Acervo Project, an organization that fights human trafficking around the world. Uh, he also uh, worked as a contractor in uh, Afghanistan. He's done that all over the world. Uh, and uh, he was there last year at this time. He just got out like a year, uh, a day before the, uh, the uh, Taliban overran Kabul. Um, so we were talking to him about that in the first segment. But I, I, I want to talk to you now, Joe, about uh, the human trafficking. First of all, let's talk about uh, what happens to uh, how many of the kids who are maybe uh, members of the wrong family over there in Afghanistan right now are going to be trafficked by the Taliban? Uh, John, it, it, it's hard to say. It, it's a percentage. I, I, it's probably over 50 percent. If, if these kids, I mean, we've already heard examples of them selling the kids. Uh, we've heard examples of them taking the girls, especially in the boys. You know, parents are either killed or taken as well and forced into labor. Um, it, it's 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 a it's an epidemic there as well as in the rest of the world and as well as the United States. Uh, that's why you know six years ago that when I found out about this epidemic is kind of what started the server project and and our mission to end it or at least combat it. We'll never end it, I guess. How did you find out what 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 was the I mean, everybody knows, hears about human trafficking, but not that many people really know what it is. When did you become aware of just how bad it was and in the, in the, not only in what happens with the, the people who are trafficked, but how big of a problem it is? Well, it all started in 2016. I got asked by a colleague to rescue some kidnapped American kids in South America. And basically, I just started doing a, a deep research on kidnapped kids. And then I started to uncover human trafficking and child exploitation, both labor and sex trafficking. And when I found out the the scope of it, and at the time they're talking 27, 30 million people globally, $100 billion criminal enterprise. And the more I looked into it, the more law enforcement agencies I spoke to, everyone kind of had the same answer. Yeah, it's a massive problem. Nobody's talking about it. And we can't keep up because we don't have the manpower budgets. Uh, and it's a difficult crime to prosecute. And it's just a vicious cycle of trying to help these people and get these predators held accountable. So, I, you know, I, I talked to some friends of mine uh, and my wife as well, and we decided to start a nonprofit to bring all the skill sets in, in my 29 years of law enforcement and federal government service under an umbrella to try to track these predators online, because a lot of it happens online with the kids. Um, we started our own tip line. We have our information page on our website, and we get leads there. And we basically are trying to fill the needs of the law enforcement agencies who can use the help. And, and that's basically how we started. And in five years now, I, I have I have more cases on my desk than I have resources, to, to be quite frank. And um, where? how can people found, find the website and uh, help you out? Yeah, it's theaservoproject.org. Servo is spelled A-S-S-D-R-V-O. And on the website, it talks about the problem. It talks about the things we do. talks about how you can help, many ways to help. Um, and it's, uh, it, it, I think once you start to peel the layers back, and, and people can reach out to us too because usually they have questions after they look at our site or if they see some of our, our material. Um, it's a hard thing to understand when you're talking about it and you've never heard about it prior. Um, so, you know, we talked to the folks of how it has grown into this epidemic and, it, and, and it's been around forever, John, as you and I had spoke before, it's been around since the beginning of time, you know, forced labor trafficking, slavery, and, and it's, it's not gone away. It has not reduced, you would think, in the modern world. Um, as a matter of fact, it's probably worse now than it ever has been, um, especially with the forced labor. You know, you hear about the, the materials for, for mining, you know, in some of these countries where there, there are a lot of kids or adults that are forced. For batteries. We've just had a yeah. For batteries. Well, yeah. it's for the materials, right? It's for yeah. cobalt, lithium, yeah. things like that. Uh, bricks, you know, it, 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 any type of manufacturing where these countries can get, you know, get away with it. Um, the labor trafficking is more international than it is in the United States. The United States, though, the sex trafficking is a bigger piece here, and it's 
it's an epidemic as well. And, and what we're finding is a lot of it starts in some homes. These, these kids are trafficked or abused when they're home, and then the trauma that they, that they suffer uh, just really continues on to, uh, to their adult lives. And, 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 it's, and it's, they, they feel trapped. They feel there's no pathway forward. Uh, and we're here to show them different. Uh, we're here to show them there's a pathway, there's resources we have, uh, and we, we're, we're standing by waiting to help. I mean, we, we not only track the predators online, you know, we provide an education and awareness program to high schools and junior high and senior high kids. Last semester, we talked to over 1,200 about the, the dangers of these apps on the phones and how these predators are out there grooming these kids and trying to identify vulnerabilities. Then they basically extort them and, and manipulate them. And, and the next thing you know, they're in a position where they never thought they'd be in and they're afraid to tell anybody. What are the dangerous apps we're talking about here? Oh, man. Well, you know, John, there's probably 100, and they rotate. I mean, mm-hmm. some months, some are popular more than others. They're all legitimate apps. They've, they've just been exploited for nefarious. Well, and, let's, and, let's make it easier then. What, how do you recognize a dangerous app if you're a parent or, or, well, or if you're a kid who thinks you're having a good time, but you're, you're not, uh, you're, you don't realize what you're getting into? Well, they got to go on their phones. They got to keep track of the kids' phones, and they got to make sure that the kids aren't hiding these apps on their phones. Mm-hmm. There's actually apps where you can hide these other apps underneath. And, and some of them, I can give you some examples. You know, Snapchat is one, uh, Kick, Bumble, WhatsApp, uh, Grinder was one. There's a there's a app called Calculator where you can hide all these underneath. So as a parent, you're looking at the phone, you think it's good. Here you have several of these apps hidden underneath the calculator app. Well, those are all well-known apps you just rattled off there. So everybody, every kid has oh, yeah. has those going on. Oh yeah, John. I mean, I can give you a list. Yeah. I mean, I, I I just thought I'd mention those. Yeah. Plus, there's you know these dating apps like MyLOL. Um, we, we've we've had a lot of activity on that lately. Uh, it, it's it's just. You know, these these perpetrators and these child predators, when they use these apps, they're very smart. They know how to hide their identity. They know how to work around the apps to get to the kids who they think might be vulnerable. And uh, before you know it, the kids are, are, are stuck in a situation, sometimes even groomed to where they think this person is their boyfriend or girlfriend, and they leave the home. At 16, 17, 18 years old, they just leave to go meet them, thinking there's a life for them. And what they don't realize is it's a life of a, a pretty horrific lifestyle of trafficking and, and, and sex trafficking and maybe even labor trafficking for that. So give me just an example of what happens to, a, I guess it's a teenage girl who thinks that she's talking to some, uh, maybe another 16 or 17-year-old boy or maybe a little older who uh, has interest in her. And she she mm-hmm. leaves to go. What 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 does that person who ensnares her do with her? How does who does he sell her to? How does he make well, money? Well, typically, what they'll try to do is meet with them. Yeah. Right? They try to they, even if there's a big age difference, uh, they meet with them and, and they already have this bonding. Like sometimes this grooming takes place for several weeks, if not months, on the phone. Mm-hmm. Then they set up a meet, and then sometimes they're physically and sexually abused, and they'll film it. And then they, they leverage that against them. If they don't do what they say, I'm going to show this to all my Internet influencers. I'm going to share it on social media. Another way is they threaten their family. Over the grooming process, they got to know their parents, where they work, how many brothers and sisters, where do you live. They'll threaten their family. If you don't do this, we're going to go, we're going to go harm your parents. Well, what do they want them to do, though, Joe? Parents. How do they – this is oh, – they, Well, they sell them. Yeah, they, we had a case where – How do they make money on it? Yeah, well, they, they sex traffic them. It's under the guise of prostitution. Okay. Once they get them and they have them, they have them trapped. Then there's, uh, geez, there's there's hundreds of escort sites out there, and they start posting ads for sex. And then the demand kicks in. You know, these the demand is is out there. So basically, they start selling them as an advertisement for escorts, and they're sex trafficked. And sometimes, John, these people are sold ten to fifteen times a day. Wow. They estimated, Homeland Security estimated one trafficker, let's say one female in sex trafficking, 
the trafficker could earn about $125,000 a year. On one, with one, with one kid. Wow. One kid. Or even an adult. It can be an 18, 19, 20-year-old. Um, so now they say an average trafficker has two to three people. Mm-hmm. It could be a boy as well or a young man. So you, you do the math. It, you know, they're making over half a million dollars selling people for sex. Uh, it, it, and that's why this thing has grown to $150 billion criminal enterprise. And, and sometimes you'll see stats that say 125, 130, 150. You know, it's the most underreported crime there is. So statistics are, are tough to nail down. The bottom line is it's an epidemic and everybody should be worried about it. Well, here's what's, and I didn't expect to get off on this tangent, but uh, we had a guy who uh, supposedly hanged himself in prison. And his his um, his um, his the woman who procured his um, his uh, customers, um, mm-hmm. she got a big jail sentence, and we still haven't heard about the customers. So you were talking about what was happening to these kids. Who are the customers, and how have we not found out about Epstein and and his customers? Yeah, well, John, I think you and a bunch of other people were asking the same question as well as I. People have been asking for that client list. Like she was obviously convicted of grooming kids and also setting up the demand uh, for him. So, you know, I, you know, why isn't it? That's a good question. Why hasn't that been released? You know, why hasn't, you know, um, well, let me ask you this. Transparency Transparency is obviously not the case here, right? Yeah. And it's probably because they're very influential people. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. You have been involved in this for a while now, and you know how this stuff works, and you know who's selling who to whom and who the customers are. Is there any way on this earth that, that those customers are not known to the government right now? No, of course not. How did they convict them without them? Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I want to ask you, too, yeah. we're we're, ta- we're talking to Joe Sweeney, and he's the founder of the Acervo Project. You can find it at the acervoproject.org. Um, so you do this around the world, uh, Joe. Uh, you, I don't know if you want to give me the exact places where you're going, but just in the next few months, where are you headed? And this is all based on yeah. uh, uh, human trafficking that you're trying to put an end to. Yeah. Well, we, we do, John. 75 to 80% we do in the United States. Mm-hmm. But we, we have cases right now. We've rescued and, and helped support a kid in Africa uh, who was 14 and was kidnapped in January in, in a forced labor and sexual abuse situation. He fortunately escaped, and he became in our care about a month ago. We actually have him now registered in school, books, uniforms, a residence. Uh, and we're supporting that. We have uh, two more girls in the same country that we just came in to, to care, and we are now currently working on finding her mom. There was an attempted abduction there while mom was out looking for work, and they're 11 and 14 years old. Um, we also have a program and things going on in Southeast Asia uh, where we're looking to also get a hold of some uh, partners. We have some meetings set up to uh, execute some rescues there of young kids who are being sold. And you're traveling to all those places in the next few months. You personally will be going there? I am. Yeah. Now, I have about a a, a minute left, and here's my question. Uh, There are people like George Soros out there, Gates, uh, Musk, billionaires who have tons and tons of money. Why is it that they haven't found uh, it uh, to be a good idea to give an organization like you a few million bucks to help you out? Well, well, I, yeah, I, uh, you know, I don't know any of those guys or anybody that does know them. But, you know, John, we're staying the course. I, you know, we, we got into this because of the atrocities. And, mm-hmm. and it's just we want to help these people. We do need partners like that. We do need people with that type of revenue and, and financial resource for us. Uh, we're growing. We're growing with work. And we really do need to partner with some people that have that type of, of revenue. Um, because the things we're doing now, we could tenfold the number of predators we're identifying and working with law enforcement, the number of victims we're transporting safely to recovery organizations. Um, We're really, really making some strides for an organization that's only five years old. But we certainly need that type of support so we could grow in in the space that we do so we can certainly help more people and also bring more awareness to our kids and protect them on the front 
front end of it before they get groomed into it. Well, one more time, while well, people can uh, get get you some help. Yeah, it's theacervoproject.org, A-S-S-E-R-V-O. And on our website, you'll see a contact page. It's an email that says info at theacervoproject.org. And uh, I personally answer all those emails for people that have questions or want to have a discussion and see how they can help. Well, Joe, I appreciate you being on. And really, if there's somebody out there who can un, uh, can drop a big amount of money on you, that would be great. Uh, somebody with some large dollars is what you need. I hope there's somebody out there for you. I appreciate you coming on. Well, thanks, John. We always appreciate it. And um, stay safe and God bless. Okay, and we'll be right back. When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwall. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero... Right now, get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsarustpittsburgh.com. You've tried the rest, now try the best. windowsarustpittsburgh.com. My dog was scratching and shedding like crazy around the house. When I heard about Dynavite Nutritional Supplement, I thought, why not? Couldn't hurt. We literally tried everything else. Our dog quickly took to it, and after a couple of weeks of adding Dynavite to his food, we noticed a big difference. Our little gizmo's coat was shinier, and he almost completely stopped shedding and itching. I can't wait to see how well it helps him with his allergies as the seasons change and he's in the yard more. I'm so glad I tried Dynavite. My dog smelled so bad and scratched herself constantly. We bathed, sprayed, and bathed her again, but no results. And then I heard about Dynavite supplements for gut health, and all of the reviews sounded just like my Bella. After just two weeks, she had major improvements with the smell, and no more scratching or dragging her stomach across the carpet. And her coat is more beautiful than ever. Happier, healthier with every bite. Over a million pets helped with Dynavite. Inflation is soaring. Prices are going up everywhere except Legacy Box. That's right. When our number people wanted us to raise prices, we said heck no. That's un-American. When times get tough, Legacy Box stands strong. Introducing the Legacy Box Inflation Busters Sale. Not $15 a tape, not $12, 9 Yes, just $9 a videotape. We're in a race to save your family's recorded past from the risk of fires, natural disasters, and the decay of time. Don't let this summer's heat age your videotapes, film reels, and fade your photos. Legacy Box saves your memories by professionally converting all your analog formats to digital on thumb drive or the cloud. And it's all done here in the USA. Legacy Box is simple and safe with over a million satisfied customers. For a limited time, you can get started for just $9 a tape. Visit LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to get our $9 sale. That's LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to get our $9 offer. LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. Hi, I'm Jackie Dorman. Have you ever caught yourself believing you'll never find a loving, deeply fulfilling relationship with a marriage-minded Christian man? Well, you're not alone. And I can relate. For years, I struggled with false beliefs that I would never experience the joy of finding the love of my life. If you're feeling trapped in negativity and wondering if and when you will find love, or you think, maybe I'm not meant to be married after all, I want to invite you to join me in my free Married in 12 Months Challenge. Look, there's something you can do today to move beyond those negative thoughts, and I'll teach you how. I'm going to teach you why now's the time to find love, the lies that are holding you back, why God wants you to be married, the biblical law of attraction, and the tools to become a bride. Don't wait any longer. Sign up for Jackie's free Married in 12 Months Challenge at lovestories.com and start your journey to find that lasting, loving relationship on the next challenge beginning August 22nd at lovestories.com. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. 
I was uh, thinking uh, as I was talking to uh, Joe there uh, of George Soros uh, and the millions and millions of dollars he spends around the world and especially here in the United States uh, to do a really good job of making things worse for everybody by uh, making sure that district attorneys who let people out of prison uh, when they should be staying in prison, uh, making sure they get elected. Things like that. Uh, this Joe's organization, the uh, Acervo Project, they need a they need a benefactor like that, somebody with a lot of money who can write him a check and not even think about it. Uh, he told me he doesn't have enough money to really do much about uh, the human trafficking going on uh, with the the kids coming across the border from Mexico. And I asked him uh, when I was talking to him earlier today what the percentage of the kids we see on those videos are going to end up being. Uh, human traffic, he said, about half. So that's what we're dealing with. So I'll finish here um, with uh, this little note. Uh, the university, this think about uh, spending thirty or forty thousand dollars, whatever it is, to send your kid to this dump. The University of Kansas is offering a course in the fall called Angry White Male Studies. This is what you want to send your kid to school to study. Uh, that will examine the, quote, rise of the angry white male in the United States. It's going to be offered in the fall term coming up here with the goal of teaching about the, quote, prominent figure that is angry white male. And this is the uh, description of the course. This course charts the rise of the angry white male in America and Britain since the 1950s, exploring the deeper sources of this emotional state while evaluating recent manifestations of male anger. It explains that students will be employing interdisciplinary perspectives to examine how both dominant and subordinate masculinities are represented and experienced in cultures undergoing periods of rapid change connected to modernity as well as to rights-based movements of women, people of color, homosexuals, and trans individuals. How do you go to a course like that without throwing up all over the classroom? That's just unbelievable. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of Salem Media Group and sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow fan. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.